When we made our new McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets, you were praise hands emoji. Then we ran out, and you were screaming tears emoji. Now they're back, so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For a limited time at participating McDonald's. When it comes to working at Geico, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she's so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At Geico, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, Geico has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside, she still hasn't met the gecko. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Kansas City? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Kansas City. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 61 of Kaiju Curry House. Tonight, we are going to be reviewing the fantastic, absolutely stellar film that is Legend of the Dinosaurs and Monster Birds. Fellas, how are you doing tonight? I am doing splendid, thank you, Joe. Um, I was trying to work out if I'd spoken to you since New Year, and I don't think I have. So happy New Year, Joe, because you weren't with us for Tremors episode. And what have Kaiju been up to? Oh, Lord. Um, I have been up to loads, but I think the two things that I need to lay down right now is I have finally completed my X plus Holy Trinity. I have the 1975 Rick Boy light up Godzilla from Terror of Mechagodzilla. I have the Mechagodzilla 2 and I have the Titanosaurus. So I have finally completed that. That was the one thing I aimed to do when I started collecting X plus and however many hundreds of pounds later I've done it. And um, I also received the 1 million years BC Ray Harryhausen Allosaurus, which is a treat. And uh, for our listeners, I'm gonna be putting up a review and pictures on our website, ukkaiju.com. So you'll be able to find it there under collector's reviews because I just have to take pictures of this. It really is, everything that Star Race and X Plus said it would be, and it's truly fantastic. Um, in terms of what I've been doing tonight, I have been watching uh, James, a bit of James Bond with my significant other. Classic we, yeah, yeah, well, we have a uh, family quiz tomorrow, and apparently there is a James Bond section, so we've been, you know, brushing up a bit. How many films have you been uh, watching? There's quite a few. Yeah, I know. There's quite a few. I think at one point, Don was just like, we only have 20 left to go. I'm like, <laughs> but, um, Which bomb yeah. was it tonight? Tonight was You Only Live Twice. And it actually had, I'm going to butcher this, but Akiko Wakabayashi. And yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was in the film, but here's where it connects to our podcast. She was Toho, also Toho actress. In, Yep, she was also in King Kong versus Godzilla, Degora, and um, oh, what was it? Uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. So she has those to her film credits too. So I saw her in the nice, film. Really? I was like, I feel a disturbance in the forest. I know this woman. Like, what's going on here? So immediately I had to whip out the old cell phone and see. And 
uh, you know, like my, my kaiju uh, kudos, you know, I, I earned it tonight because I did recognize her own face only. Because she's so. the, uh, the love interest at the start, isn't she? But she gets poisoned by a ninja. Is that right? She does. Yeah, she yeah. does. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Blasted ninjas. No. Every time. They're such shadowy Swat characters. Every, they're right up there as scientists, I feel. <laughs> as pesky. Speaking, speaking of like ninjas. Speaking mm. of ninjas, um, there was a blurb. Um, it was released just tonight, actually. We got to see another second and a half of Godzilla versus Kong footage. Mm. And yeah, it was Godzilla launching himself out of the water to get up on that boat, which we've all seen now. You know, Kong's punching Godzilla and he's coming after Kong and they're standing on this ginormous boat. Mm. Well, it was basically you know, Godzilla lurching onto this boat and Kong connecting that punch, which we've all seen. But I really like the idea of Godzilla coming up and out of the water. But we also got to see a snippet of the new Mortal Kombat movie which had Sub-Zero uh, shown for a few seconds. So, yay, Godzilla ninjas, again, so many parallels. So many lines to draw. Absolutely. Paul, what have you been up to? What have Kaiju been up to? Uh, well, I started off on our Tremors episode saying about Christmas, and I never actually got through all the gifts because I didn't want to waste too much time. So I'm going to carry it on here with, um, I got a Godzilla blanket. Um, yeah, yeah, like the 1984... Oh. Um, to, keep, to keep me warm while I watch, you know, the kaiju films in the freezing cold man cave at the moment. Um, I was also gifted with the Alien 3 like, graphic novel of the original screenplay. So Ooh, is it any I'm, good? I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Um, but I'm interested to see if it's, or how different it is, because obviously there's the director's cut of Alien 3. And I'm not sure if, it, if that's in line with that or if it's, again, completely different. The I know nothing about it. The director's cut of Alien 3 is a bit better because you have that really righteous queen face hugger that they show. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good. So yeah, I'm just, yeah, so I'm just wondering time. how closely that follows it. You still don't like it, I know. They shouldn't have killed Newt. <laughs> they shouldn't have killed Newt. Spoilers, folks, they killed Newt. It's, it's a shockingly terrible thing that they did. Why yeah. do you do that? Just let Ellen Ripley uh, have some happiness? No. Then, but then we, then we wouldn't get resurrection. She's like the pariah of all sci-fi. Seriously, they, they never let anything good happen to that poor woman. Oh, sad. And um, I also saw the, because um, along with the Alien screenplay um, graphic novel, they're going to release a Predator one, Dark Horse, and apparently that's been cancelled, which I was going to see, because I've been scouring, trying to find it, and yeah, it turns out whatever in it got cancelled. It's a shame. And last but not least, I was also gifted with an X-Rex. Yeah, oh. so the, the Alien Queen mixed with a, a T-Rex by Rebor, who I've heard good things about. Never actually seen one up close. So I will be doing an unboxing and writing a review for the site. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But of course, there's been more than gifts. I've been watching kaiju stuff. Hey. Yay. Um, so based on the recommendation by Travis Alexander, who joined us um, Kaiju Weekly, I watched Yeti, the 20th century giant. And all I can remember of the film is the Yeti's nipple getting erect when he was holding the girl. That's... I didn't need to hear those two words in a sentence. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's what stands out of the film. It's... It was cold! He's a Yeti, he's from the Himalayas. It was it cold? On, there seems to be a lot of sexual tension in that film. Oh, it's... it's a bizarre film that I don't know why it was made. And I swear a dog gets hurt at one point as well, which was sad. 
it's I have like, been sorry. I was gonna say I have been using that question as a guideline for some of the horrible films I've watched recently for this podcast. <laughs> with should this film have been made? And even when a film's not great, it's like I watched Tremors four recently, and I said, should this film have been made? And the answer was yes. yes I actually really enjoyed right it. Was answer. it was it good? It was all right. But should it have been made? Definitely. Speaking of Tremors, I watched Tremors 6 and 7. Um, wow. Well, also, I watched, yeah, you're, I watched you're, them all. I, I had good, that whole marathon. Your good wife. Which was actually my wife's let idea. Us know, yeah, mm. your good wife let us know that you had strong feelings about the last Tremors movie. No, she had strong feelings. Oh, oh, oh was her? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I read it was just strong feelings, so I, I, I implied it had been you. You would think sir. it would be me, wouldn't you? But she was. Um, <laughs> she invested in the characters. Uh, yes, yes, she was invested in the characters. Um, Good last. There was there was some um, raised voices um, during some of the final scenes of that mm. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you watching all the Tremors films. It wasn't back to back, but we were watching. Mm. We watched all seven within about three or four days, and. They're actually better. Like I always thought, than three was co- than than what I originally thought they were. Mm. Like they've improved over time. Yes, because I remember three not being the best. I, I quite quite hated it, and I was watching. I was thinking, why why do I not like this? This is actually good fun. Mm. Because so my, my love for Tremors has grown. What? Because everybody's favorite character. Oh, Miguel. Isn't- Spoilers, Paul! Oh, sorry. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy hasn't so even I, seen so Tremors 3 before. Tremors 3. Have you not? <gasps> You've not... just spoiled it, Paul! <laughs> Paul, You'll why am I even hanging out with you? What the <laughs> hell? And um, also, based on Tiffany Grant's recommendation, I watched Truth Seekers, which isn't kaiju at all, actually. It's more paranormal. It's but it's, it's still definitely worth watch. Okay. Um, it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Invest- yeah Ghost Investigations. It's, it's good. It's good fun. Decent. It's, yeah, it's definitely decent. And um, hell, while we're out there, I'm just going to throw this out. I actually had a dream about a kaiju con really bizarrely the other day. Um, Ooh, it might happen this year. I Rona know, but might, I, that's it. Rona I, might leave us alone. I, uh, Cross your fingers, it, folks. It was strange yeah. being in a crowded room with people and not having a mask. Well, actually, yeah, but firstly, there was lots of people there and I didn't have a mask on. So that was, yeah, that was strange having a kaiju Straight, And actually, I remember looking at the stuff and then I said, oh, I might come back to that. When I came back, they were all packing up their stalls and I didn't get anything. Oh, man. It was really oh, sad. That's sad, yeah. I know. And it's then my a bummer. F- it is a bit of a bummer. And then the next day, my friend texted me and said she had a dream about, um, she was in the National His- History Museum and the dinosaurs came to life and there were like five breathing dinosaurs chasing her around the museum. Normally so some... we would call those dragons, but you mm. know. Yeah. Was she well, Ben Stiller? Are they, well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, Sally, did you watch Night at the Museum or did you just... Which is a really great film, by the way. It is, yeah. Yes, it's it's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a lovely now. film. I, actually, both of them are really good. I, I've only two, seen two one, is I think it's one and two. And they're both really charming. Oh, really Alex, lovely you films. have to see the third. The third. There is three. Oh, wow. I thought there was three. Yeah, the it's the Night at the Smithsonian, I think. Okay. Okay. Nice. And it has, it has like... Um, Amun Ra's like mm. older brother, but he's kind of like a nemesis, and he's got like this great British accent. He's like, "This is a no touch zone." Oh my god! I can't believe you just touched me again. I will, <laughs> I will kill you. I will kill you if you touch me. You just, oh my, you just did it again. 
just... I'm guessing that the the fourth film is a prequel and they go back in time. No, and, they uh, don't. Michael Gross they is don't. in it. No, <laughs> they don't. No, that, that should happen. It does have Darth Vader in it though, because Darth Vader's at the Smithsonian, hmm. and like he's it's, kind of like what? the bad guys, kind of like recruiting all the bad guys that they have in the Smithsonian, and Darth Vader comes up. He's just like, and he goes, "What are you?" have you got asthma or something i, I don't know what to make of this <laughs> it's just <laughs> nice <laughs> it was fantastic but it's a really okay. good movie I'll yeah they are they are a good series of films aren't they jolly family friendly and jolly yeah um alex how about you tell me what what card you've been up to that was good that felt really sincere yeah that was like sort of like a hand on the shoulder we're here for you friend <laughs> um I have made a conscious effort to watch quite a lot of kaiju goodness and I have been working through um, all of the films that I own because this this might sound like a radical idea but I am in favour of watching the things that you own before buying more things and what? I know, and it's madness, really, because um, speaking as someone who has a bad habit of, oh, I'll get that, and then not watching it. Oh, I'll get that as well, and then not watching it. And the things that have stood out, I, um, for New Year's Eve, watch Sliver, uh, which I'm probably like the first person to not have seen Sliver. But um, did you have you seen that, Joe? I didn't particularly care for right, Sliver. Right, right, well, Slither, sorry. Right, bear with me. Okay, so... I saw Sliver on New Year's Eve and I gave that around a five to six out of ten. Overall, I thought that there were some very funny points in it, but I found it a bit too gross out. Exactly. And I felt quite icky watching it. There were a lot of points when I needed a good shower and I, I found it a bit a bit too gross, if I'm honest. And I like a gross movie, which brings me to my next point because shortly. Human Centipede, right? Literally what? that. As I was going to say Human Centipede 2, <laughs> full sequence, dear friends. Now that is a tour de force. No, um, please don't watch that and please don't look <laughs> it up. Um, no, what I was going to recommend that I saw uh, shortly after watching Sliver was 2008's Splinter. Have either of you seen that? I want to say yes. Now, Does it that, take place in like a, in a um, garage? Petrol, pe- yes, it petrol station. Petrol yes, station. Yes. Yep. And I, I, th- I think that was a, a solid seven to eight out of ten. It was a jolly good film. And it, it is basically centered around this petrol station. And there is this kind of this entity that kind of is a bit like a gloop. It, it's very kind of blob esque and kind of um, thing like. Does that sound right, Paul? Joe, I can't really remember. I've, I remember like a hand. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it's a, it's a, it. Right, the thing that the reason why I mention it kind of in succession with Sliver is because they're both body horrors, but Sliver is a more famous film and more people have seen it. But I really rate Splinter. It was quite a frightening horror film. It was very much a horror film with kaiju elements, and there's kind of there's a creature in it, and it attacks people. I don't want to give too much away. And very small cast, five or six actors, if that. Very contained and only seventy-eight minutes long. So pretty short, and it, it packs a punch. It was, I thought it was brilliant. So 2008 Splinter, I recommend that. And I also watched... Um, well, 1980 Splob? I, I have not seen that because I, 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 I can't find a copy of it. What's that? Um, the 1980s Blob. Because I can't, I can't find a copy that's not Region 1. 
because I don't have a multi-region player. Um, but what I was going to say is I, I re-watched Tremors after having our Tremors episode, and I had the exact same feeling that you had, Paul, which is, no, no, these are better than I remember. Because I just laughed my ass off watching Tremors, and I just thought, what a joyous film. And then um, I played uh, just two nights ago, Tremors 4, and I thought, okay, here we go. Straight to video, Tremors, let's give it a go. It was great. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm really into Tremors at the moment, so thank you, Paul. Uh, I'm, I'm a convert. Yeah, only took a few years, but mm. got you there. Um, friends, I have a question for you. Sure. Do, do you have anyone within your circle that, like, you've known them for a while and they're a friend, but you no longer want them to be a friend? Does that make any sense? Like, do you want to kind of, like, ditch them but you aren't bold enough to say, you know, sort of message them, I actually don't like you, go away. There's this guy I know up north, and, like, <laughs> he, he really likes the most outlandish kaiju films. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> in my opinion, if you are such a person who has a friend, but don't want that person to be your friend anymore, I think that you should play them. 1977's The Legend of dinosaurs and monster birds. You because, say that like I wasn't uh, the one that recommended this film. Well, <laughs> I'm fairly certain that my friendship with Joe is going to be strained <laughs> as a result of watching this. I, I can't say about laughing. Um, this episode is meant to be about the film The Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds, and I put full responsibility on Joe now. Okay. And with that, I'm going to laugh over our current break. <laughs> we'll talk to you in a few minutes, folks. My name is Connor Baxter, and I'm a freelance 3D artist. My specialty is sculpting various monsters and kaiju found in pop culture, which are then converted into model kits via 3D printing. This is something I enjoy doing very much, and if you're interested in my work and like a private commission, then check out my portfolio site at invaderdesign.co.uk, where you can find my work and contact information. Or... Check out my Twitter at invader underscore design. Cheers. Welcome back to the second part of Kaiju Curry House. It's episode 61, and we are discussing 1977's The Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds. Joe, what is this film? Please describe it. It is a golden nugget of pure joy. And if you want to, like, really torture members of the kaiju fandom you can make them watch it um see i have been suggesting frankenstein conquers the world war of the gargantuas those didn't really seem to take off but then legend of the dinosaurs and monster birds everybody's like okay we'll watch that i remember it differently they they were they were so wrong (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure i saw you mentioned this a few times this film that you have a bit of a sweet spot for it well, I love dinosaurs and I love monster birds. So Unfortunately, apparently, apparently they just don't go well together or something. <laughs> I had a near miss because um, having needing to watch this film before the podcast yesterday afternoon, yet yeah, I left it very short notice. I thought, As you always do. Indeed. I thought I'll watch it during the day and I'll watch it with my son. And I then, because I'm a decent, uh, Joe's looking a bit oh there. Uh, because I'm a decent parent, I went on IMDb and I did the parents uh, guide and I sort of, I looked through it and I'm, I'm going to bring it up now and it's like, okay, violence and gore, five, oh, okay, severe. 
a horse with its head torn off is seen. I'm like, okay, fair enough. A woman is attacked by a plesiosaur. The creature bites and we see blood. She's later treading water as the lake around her glows redder. And then it says, finally, the top half of her is pulled into the boat with her entrails exposed. <laughs> I thought, ah, okay. Um, so, wow. Uh, yeah, more humanoids from the deep than, um, than I, I don't know, than The Land Before Time. So I thought, right, okay, I'm, I'm going to watch this in my spare time last night. And I watched it with Julia, bless her. And we got to oh dear, we got to thirty minutes in, <laughs> and um, within twenty minutes, she was saying, "Why are we doing this? Why?" Because of Joe. Be- and I said, "Yeah, because Joe wants me to watch this." This yeah. is how you punk your fellow co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on the thirty-minute stroke, it was kind of a, no, no, no. We're, we're tapping out. We're tapping out. And we then went back to Netflix and, you know, it was fairly late by this point. It was sort of around half nine, which, you know, as a parent is late. And I was like, all right, we're going to watch a UK uh, version of Criminal, which is a great kind of crime TV show. It's, it's Criminal's a great show, really high caliber, not, cal- not Kaiju, but high caliber. And I fell asleep within 10 minutes. So there was a kind of a double whammy of not only did we try this film that was not great. But so basically what you're telling me is Legend of the Dinosaurs and Monsters Birds hmm. it had your attention and kept you awake and then you watched the good show and you fell asleep? <laughs> yeah. That's how I heard it. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess okay. so, yeah. Um, what I did learn is that this film was a massive success in uh, the USSR. Russia. Yeah. yeah. Do you know anything about that, guys? Um, I mean, no. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, oh. it, it wasn't it one of the first kaiju films to be released there. Um, yes, during Soviet Russia, it was the only kaiju the only. movie. Oh, right, yes, okay. it was the only kaiju movie that was available. I mean, they hit perfection the first time. They didn't need to see anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there are people that do love this film and defend it. So, we'll, I mean, obviously we have lots of fun things to say about how this movie could have been better. But the things that this movie did all right I think that the practical effects are quite good in this movie. They had full-scale practical effects, which you don't often see full-scale practical effects in the the Kaiju movie. Mm. He had dinosaurs, and it's a pterosaur. It's it's not a monster bird, but, you know, it's a pterosaur. We had dinosaurs and pterosaurs. Actually, a plesiosaur isn't technically a dinosaur either, so I... There were yeah, no dinosaurs. I, I, and there, there were no dinosaurs and there were no birds in this that's, movie. But, yeah, you know, that's what I, I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Anyway, um, yeah, I, they uh, had no, I mean, these, these are actual species, like you could look them up in, in, like a, in, a, in a book of ancient reptiles and find them. There were no embellishments added to them. They did not spit laser beams. They did not, you know, have pyrotechnics coming out of their mouths. They didn't fart EMPs. There was nothing. So we had, you know, believable creatures. We had decent practical effects. We had full-scale practical effects. We had some elements of Jaws-like thriller. We had the plesiosaur, you know, like with the woman in the water, you couldn't see it coming after her necessarily. Um, We had a great moment, like um, the woman, like in Jaws, again, the woman pointing at the shark fin as it goes up the estuary. And um, we had someone watching on a hill as the woman was eaten in her boat. 
So, I mean, like we have, you know, elements from different movies that play out. We have a pretty climactic finale with an earthquake, fire, you know, like getting out, all this other stuff. So I think the special effects elements for what this movie is, pretty decent. I mean, it has no stop motion animation, but what it does have is full scale mechanical arrays. It has some miniature work, which is halfway decent. And what you see is halfway decent. And that's where it ends. Halfway decent special effects. I really... Oh, the budget <laughs> and yet you was... love it. The budget was $2.8 million. Which is a lot more than like what you'd get out of a Godzilla film 2. back 8. in the day. Wow. The budget was $2.8 Its box office was $19 million. Wow. That did well. That's just, a success. Just in the USSR. Why was there no sequel? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we really need to go to Russia and ask them. Like, we need to find someone from like this time period and go, hey guys, do you remember this movie? Oh yes. That's the movie. That was that was been Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can't really do it this accent. <laughs> but um oh, best movie ever. Like, oh we need we need right. a sequel. We need we need to remake it. So so it's the nineteenth highest grossing foreign film of all time at Soviet box office. But it never got released in the US theatrically. Yeah. Upon its re bizarre. release in the Soviet why. Union in 1979, it became the 19th highest gross, uh, grossing foreign film. Yep. Yeah. With 48.7 million admissions. This was equivalent to approximately 12.2 million Soviet rubles or $67 million adjusted for inflation. Not bad. Not bad at all. And That's, yet, I'm, it was not significant overseas. It no. just, I, I'm not saying, well, I wonder why, but like, it's, 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 <laughs> no, it's more, it's more that it's peculiar just how popular They loved the soundtrack. They yeah. just loved the soundtrack. That's Who what wouldn't? it came down to. I mean, we need to talk about the soundtrack, gents. I mean... We do, because it covers everything. It is. It was, it was like, like someone was just, a, just wanted to just say, well, yeah, this is my range. So I'm going to do... I heard elevator music. I heard some sexy saxophone. It was yeah. just amazing. Well, there'd be people like just walking through the woods and you're like, nice. It's great. Yeah. And then, and then, and then we have like a country music like festival on the water. And folks, the plesiosaur lives in the water just so you see where this is going. But anyways, we have a country music festival. The bands are like on this like platform on the water doing their things with their hats and their bell bottoms because it's that time of age. And then, you know, it's just, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Like where, why did, this is Japan. Country music? Why not? Oh Lord! It was so, brilliant. So, so Alex, you didn't actually see the whole film. You've seen thirty minutes. You didn't I have even seen to the thirty end. minutes. I have not seen the monster. Okay. In it. You haven't seen. Oh, like, you haven't even seen the monster. The good stuff. Oh, <laughs> quotation, because air quotation. Right. Good the, stuff. The effects are surprisingly good. I was I was shocked mm. that I mean, apart from the the monster birds, where the effects I thought were dreadful. Um. It's not really a bird, but you know. What, 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 whatever the thing was, it looked like it was a toy just being thrown around when it was that's, that's Yeah, pretty it much. It was dreadful. 
absolutely dreadful. Oh, but other points where they sank their budget. Yeah, yeah, that looked amazing. I was really impressed with that. And then the birds came on. I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> no, what have you done? And the it's editing, like mimic. It was just, just it's like the practical effects are great, and then you see the CGI. <laughs> yeah, literally that. And I, I, it, it didn't hold my attention the whole way through, but I did watch it all. Kind of. It's like I probably Did watched like 20, 30 minutes. Attention the whole way through. I probably watched 20, 30 minutes. And then I just, I don't know, I'd, I'd gravitate towards my phone and I was just looking online. And then I'd look up and go, oh, there's a monster now. I'll pay attention again. Yeah. And at, at times, though, I was genuinely smiling from ear to ear at how amazing this film was because the, the scene, because the scene, and the music was so completely oh, different yeah, tones. Yeah, yes. It was it's got fantastic. Got great, it's got I great loved it. Value. Like two or three lemonades down with your friends. <laughs> this this film suddenly becomes yes. amazing. Yes. I'll tell you yeah. what I did do just before we uh, went on to Netflix to watch Criminal. I was chatting with Julia. Yeah, about you went how... up and took a wee? <laughs> I, I, I probably did that at some point. Yes, I'm human. Because um, I was chatting with Julia about how the choice of music massively affects the tone of the film and just any film for that matter because i remember years back when a friend played me a trailer for the remake of the wicker man which by no one's stretch of imagination is a good film but the wicker man with nicholas cage for a trailer had been done with uh, the music and walking on sunshine and as a result, it feels a bit like a family comedy where he's going to this quaint village and meeting all these quaint people. And yes, there's also bees. Ha ha ha. He gets stung by a bee. It's so funny. But that's kind of how I felt watching this film because the choice of music the entire way through was just jarring. It was like, what? What am I listening to? And why is that paired with that? And, ah. Oh, uh, there are, there are, uh, psychology studies and effects that go into some of the things. So if you, any of our listeners have seen Clockwork Orange, mm -hmm. they'll be aware of a certain scene where a very pleasant, very friendly song is sung to a really horrendous act, mm -hmm. disgusting act. And it's that, it's those two different strokes. It's those polar opposites of emotion coming together that make yeah. it really that much more unsettling. And even, and I must say, even if they were going for that in this film, mm. they missed the mark. Didn't so I think, it didn't work. I think um, similarly, like in Reservoir Dogs, when Stuck in the Middle of You is played and that yeah. pretty gnarly scene happens, I think when there's that... Um, I suppose discordance for want of a better word when there's that discordance between music and what you're seeing is so kind of far apart that you kind of go oh but that works in this it wasn't that yeah but normally it, it's reserved for for a scene to get an effect you know not for do. the whole film you could play like music bingo with this movie <laughs> and make it into like a lemonade drinking game if you yeah, really yeah. wanted to be like it was just that ridiculous. The other thing that I found really ridiculous about it is you have a learned scholar coming to this lake at the base of Mount Fuji. And he's read this legend of these dinosaurs and monster birds. And apparently when these creatures come out, they cause earthquakes and storms just, just by being, oh. you know, that, that, that's, that's a plot element. Like just, just by existing earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, storms. 
So we had that going for us too. I mean, I feel like if it had been just the plesiosaur, less a monster bird, less causing uh, natural disasters just simply by existing, I feel like we would have had a pretty decent Japanese take on Crater Lake Monster. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Speaking, but of, but in but in doing that, you have to remove most of the plot elements from the movie. Like what <laughs> yeah. we what I've just discussed is like most of the movie. So I've had two thoughts here. One before I forget. Um, funny enough, when watching, I'm just going to go on a slight uh, derail here. When watching, uh, I know, right? When watching Tremors Four, Julia proposed a great game. That I think you might like Paul. Okay, uh, it's it's a lemonade game. Every time someone says a Southern American kind of cliche phrase, mm. you take a lemonade. And we heard kind of hot dog, we heard um, dagnamit, we heard that, and we were pretty chuffed about that one. And some of the lines that Black Hand Kelly said were just uh, absolutely amazing. Dagnamit? So, yeah, yeah, I can't do the accent, <laughs> but you can. However, my other point that I was going to say, um, right, you know how Varan the Unbelievable is both considered to be a great film and a terrible film, depending, depending on which version you're watching. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Does I'll that... defend that film. I'll defend the Japanese cut till I die. Exactly that. And many people would join you on that. However, I have seen the American cut of Around the Unbelievable because it was on um, Amazon Prime. It, it's not great. It, it's not a good film. I, I, Shocking. I it's, on it's, a variety it's, of It's levels. actually, it's really, really bad. Now, does that mean that the legend of dinosaurs and monster birds is a bad film because of the edit we saw and the dubbing? If I was what, to watch it in theme? Japanese, would it be better? No. Um, <laughs> is that soundtrack on the Japanese version? Still? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Because it's that it is it is the soundtrack and some of the editing. Yeah, I mean, you could make that film probably shorter and a lot better with if you completely redid the soundtrack and edit out some of the monster birds. And the hokey causing natural disasters bit. <laughs> I love and maybe just... the country music on pontoons. No, leave that in. Oh, we got to leave that in? Okay. I just like, it's, it's the mayor, I was like, isn't it? Because he just goes, there's going to be an earthquake. <laughs> and then suddenly all these the lights are coming up in the mountains and then these birds come flying in. Oh, I don't know what's going on. I didn't properly follow it, to be fair. Let's it's take our second film. break. Class film. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Amazon Prime members get free two-hour grocery delivery. That means no masks, no lines, no pants, no makeup, no traffic jam, no where do I park, no where did I park, no random guy blocking the aisle, no did you drop your shoe in the store again, no... Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Free two-hour grocery delivery. Now with Prime. Hello and welcome back to the third and final part of Kaiju Curry House. We've been talking about the fantastic legends of dinosaurs and monster birds. 
um, which has gone under many different titles, I understand, actually, across the world. So it's, it's not just that. Um, I always find might... a sign of a good film is that it's got many different <laughs> names on its releases. Yeah, I mean, the, the Monsters of Prehistory, God of the Sea, Giants of Prehistoric Times. I mean, it sounds Any of fantastic. those other ones would have been more accurate because there are no dinosaurs <laughs> or monster birds in this film. <laughs> However, if you take something like Matango, Attack of mm. the Mushroom Men, that's got lots of different names. Yeah, and there's and a Mushroom yeah, Women in it too. Yeah, and it's truth, yeah, yeah, good point. But that's got lots of different names, and that's a good film. This has loads of different names, and it's, this, this yeah. is a bad film. It's just for every market, isn't it? They're just trying to get the most interest possible, that's all. It's almost as if before kind of the days of hashtags, they were trying to work out how would get the, mo- the most <laughs> possible hits on the Google yes. search. Exactly in the 1970s that. world. Yeah. There we go. So we actually talked about what this movie is about. Well, do we I'll need to? The title. Does, it, does it deserve a description? Go on, Joe. Okay. So in this movie, <laughs> which is about dinosaurs and monster birds, there are no dinosaurs and monster birds, but it starts um, with a hiker that falls down into a cave. It's very reminiscent of uh, two, 2001's uh, GMK, where the uh, person stumbles down and kind of sees like Ghidorah in the ice or the crystal or whatever it was. You guys remember that? It's not the old man that releases Ghidorah, but it's like the hiker that, you know, like stumbles down in there. And anyways, we have a hiker stumble down in and there are broken eggshells in like this dark, dank cave. And I'm pretty sure they get eaten. But um, anyways, that just kind of starts it off. And then you have scientists, because there's always a scientist and you just got like folks that live around this lake at the base of Mount Fuji and they're all doing their thing. But unbeknownst to them, these ancient eggs containing ancient creatures have come back and some of them have hatched. It's just general mayhem, but kicker, you know, these creatures cause typhoons, volcanic eruptions, storms, just by existing. So, you know, that, that, that's something that these creatures had going for them back in the day. I mean, wherever they went, it was just inclement weather. It must have really sucked to be them. Anyway, uh, yeah, the movie ends with climactic volcanic eruption and Guy and Gal struggling to get clear of it. I'm not really going to give you any more finer points because if I went into them, you'd laugh at this movie anymore. But the soundtrack is absolutely lovely. The special effects for the plesiosaur are pretty decent. And you should not watch this movie looking for a great film, you should watch this movie to have a yup, yup, yup time with your friends, like Humanoids from the Deep or something like that, watching Carnosaur. Like, I don't think it's necessarily meant to be taken seriously, although at the time that may have been what they were going for. But this day and age, you can't watch it and take it seriously because it is just such a cluster of ideas that did not mesh together. Yeah. So I don't know about you guys, but unless you're looking to just watch an awful film and laugh at it with your friends after maybe having a few lemonades, I'd give this one a miss. Mm, I can't recommend it as a good film. Um, I mean, you could watch it out of interest just to see if you'd, you can try and see what they've done. But at the same time, as I said, I, I did have fun watching it. So I, I would go with you, Joe, I, I wouldn't recommend it. But at the same time, if you've got some friends around, having a few lemonades 
or if you're very, it, very bored. Or if you're really, really bored. Yeah, oh, very, you could do bored. worse. This isn't a, a, bad, a film so bad it's bad. It's a film that's bad, but you can have some fun with it. I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to hold on that. I think that there are films that are so bad that they're funny. And this is a film that's so bad that it's just not fun. Um, I mean, like, like I only watched a half hour. That <laughs> is indicative. That that is indicative <laughs> of how bad it was. I mean, I, I I couldn't I couldn't hack it. Honestly, I couldn't hack it. Um, I had a, I had a film like that. It was called Alone in the Dark. Did you guys ever see that? I have not seen it. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> I watched the whole film. thing more it's than once. What's Alone in the Dark? Alone in the Dark. Um, well, first of all, it, it's a video game franchise, and um, director Yu Bowl, I believe, who um, is famous for doing cheap video game adaptations, um, mm. did it. It's got Christian Slater in it. Um, it's got a bit, it's got Kaiju in it, hasn't it? Or some type, it's got creatures. It's, yeah, that's how I got roped into it. it. It's by no means a great, or potentially even, no. It's not even I, okay, Paul. I knew it no. wasn't going to be great. Um, and going in with such low expectations, I thought it was fine. You, you, I mean, what's your issue with it, Paul? Uh, with, uh, with it, Joe? There are just Everything. enormous plot holes. Like they explain oh, nothing. Oh, oh, who cares about the they plot? Explain nothing. The effects are shocking. There are plot holes. You don't know which characters are coming and going. You don't know how they're related to each other. It's just a group of weird specialists that figured this thing out. And then you don't even know how the film ends. Like, is this a cliffhanger? Have they done the thing? Like, Ugh. is this a happy? Like, I have no idea. I need to watch it again now. It's really, really bad. You should watch his other films because that's better no. than them. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, oh, what's that film he did? I've kind of put a blank. Uh, I think I showed Alex a trailer. It was based on another game. Um, and it's like just really offensive. Um, um, was it the film that was Postal? Like... Oh God, yes, yes. He did the film. Oh yikes! Of yeah. Mm. I mean, even bad. in the early noughties, which is kind of defined by edge lord humor, I knew whilst playing Postal Two on the computer that yikes, this is an offensive game. But then when you played me the movie <laughs> Postal, well just the trailer of how has this been allowed to be made? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they got away with yikes. it. Yikes. And I think they should watch it. It wasn't wholesome. Just the trailer. It wasn't wholesome, was it? No, it was not. No. Um, I, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, like, I, I think that in the right company, maybe I would have enjoyed it, but I gave it a one out of ten. Uh, by virtue of the fact that I literally said, I've had enough, I'm not watching this through. So, yeah. Um... Yeah. So no more then. Don't waste any more breath on it. No. But I'll tell you what you could do. Mm -hmm. Instead, how about we move on to if nothing else, and you recommend something that our viewers, listeners might like. Well, um, didn't Joe earlier rec uh, say that there was going to be a new trailer for a new Mortal Kombat movie? He did. Yes. I think there's a teaser trailer out now. There you go. So on that basis, I would encourage you to do a YouTube search on Mortal Kombat Rebirth Reptile. Oh, yes. Because our good friend Richard Dalton played Reptile in that short. And the entire clip is only seven minutes and a half. 
but he plays Reptile and it manages to kind of get all of the, you know, sort of, how can I put it? Um, Reptile goodness. <laughs> I was going to say, it manages to kind of produce something which is quite clearly a horror while still most definitely being rooted in a video game. And when I saw that clip of Reptile, I thought, yeah, this, this is frightening. Reptile is a genuinely sinister character as opposed to basically just a dinosaur on the body of a man. And I thought, yeah, Richard, well done. Because I, I discovered that when we were first kind of having him on as a guest. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll type in what's he done other than lots of video games. Oh, wow, he's been in Mortal Kombat. So yeah, check out uh, Mortal Kombat Rebirth Reptile on YouTube. Paul, if nothing else. Okay. Um, I'm also going to go with a YouTube recommendation um, in the form of Pokemon, which, you know, may or may not be Kaiju. I, I don't know. So Yokai. Yokai, yeah. Well, um, Adi, Shank, Adi Shankar, who is the um, executive producer of the Castlevania. Um, mm -hmm. Netflix series. He made a animated short of Pokemon. It's called um, The End of Pokemon. And it's um, based many years into the future. You know, Ash has grown up. Um, Pikachu's died. And he's now, um, he's no longer got to catch them all. He's now on the, on the um, way of got to free them all because he's had enough of all the mindless violence of Pokemon fighting to the death. And he now wants to free the Pokemon. And it's just like, a, it's, it's almost like a movie trailer of what he wants to make into a film. But it's just such an interesting, different take on Pokemon. If you grew up watching the cartoons, seeing them in this um, new light, where it's more like rated 15, much in the, in the same vein of Castlevania, definitely, um, definitely worth checking out if you like Pokemon, or um, actually just, just worth checking out, it's only five minutes long. So yeah, that's Pokemon, the end of Pokemon, and it's just a YouTube video. Nice. Um, Joe, do you have anything to recommend? You know, I recently picked up uh, Godzilla Rulers of Earth, the uh, trade paperback editions, and uh, one and two, because they're on Amazon in the UK right now. And I've just been rifling through those, and I've been pleasantly enjoying them. It's just fun, and it's reading, so it's quiet, and skin in my own little world. It's, uh, I've been enjoying that, so I will give Godzilla Rulers of Earth um a good uh shout out because it's fun and they're good and it's to this date the best use of jet jaguar i have ever seen okay better than godzilla versus megalon and on that note <laughs> awkward ending to this episode yeah perhaps. but I'll as always <laughs> keep it kaiju thanks for joining us at the curry house today we hope we've given you enough kaiju goodness to last until next time. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Curry Kaiju. If you want to join us on Facebook, we're at UK Kaiju. And if you want to find out about other shows in the network, please visit heroespodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. a bad one every once in a while we can't keep watching good ones no no when do we watch good ones despite the fact you say it's bad i i had lots of fun watching it oh no i had fun watching it too so, but by no means is this a
great monster what, movie. What were you doing differently to me? I, I thought it was awful. And not like know. not like Shark Doctopus <laughs> awful. It was just like just plain bad. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. I, did, I didn't enjoy it. I felt you that are... there was a good film underneath the the music, but then the music just made me laugh. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. 